turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to an awesome new episode of VO Buzz Weekly. Absolutely awesome it is indeed. And we have entertainment genius Butch Hartman on the show. You oh, guys, are your brains going to explode? You're going to hear so much great information. Yeah, and he's just one of those people that can do everything. Write, direct, produce, animate, illustrate. Some of your favorite animation shows out mm-hmm. there. I say we get right down to it. I'm with you. We're going. Hey guys, our guest is a gifted producer, director, writer, illustrator, and animator who has created some of your favorite shows like on Nickelodeon, The Fairly Odd Parents, Tough Puppy, and Danny Phantom. He is also the creator of the new network, the new network and app. We're going to talk about that and so much more. We're not letting him leave ever. So it's time to get buzzed with the super talented Butch Hartman. Yeah, baby. Hey, guys. Put it there, man. Nice to meet you. Oh, hey, God. Nice having me in. I appreciate it, Oh, my it, gosh. Guys. We're so excited. You got the check I sent you, right? We have totally. the check. And it cleared. Yes. So for those that don't know, if you (laughs) really want to be on VO Buzz Weekly, you have to send us money. Go to the donate tab. And then you can be on the show too. Like Bush. I've been saving for this. Mm -hmm. Gosh, who's president now? Long time. The bottom line is we wanted to wait till your career kind of took off. Oh, thank you. And things seem to be working out for you. So we (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, you just hit a big big mark like last week. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you stay in your room for years locked in there with no with very little food and just drawing constantly. Someone's bound. To notice, so that's what you I've been trying what? to do. Persistence. That's so great. We're a fan of persistence. Persistence pays off. Yes. Well, listen, man. But on a we, real note, <laughs> on a real note, we have a bunch of stuff to talk to you about. So I, we want to go back. Uh, our mm. viewers always learn so much when they hear personal stories that you know of of you know of, of tri- tribulations and and you know how obstacles and how it all began for yeah. you and where you are today and what helped you get there. So can you take us back to? Uh, you, you grew up in Michigan, right? Yep. So take us back to to when you were a kid and the things that you did, and then what brought you to to Los Angeles and and going to school out here at Cal Cal Arts, right? Yeah, Cal Arts, yeah. And, and all that stuff. You know, it's okay. Well, it's, it's it's a bit of a long answer. I'll try and condense it if I can. No, no, don't. Give us of... give us the two minute, the one minute version. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm well, kidding. no, I'm kidding. One no, word you know, I, I, uh, I I am from Michigan, and um, I I loved cartoons all my life. You know, I've been back when I was a kid. All you had were three channels on the TV. Mm-hmm. You had to get up and change the channel. We had to get up out of our what seats a and change concept. the channel. I know. Exercise. And exactly. And Saturday morning cartoons were the big thing. You get up yeah. on Saturday morning oh, um, and put your you have your jammies on. You get C- the big cereal. bowl. Of, Tricks, exactly. Yeah, old tricks. Tricks or Lucky Charms or whatever. Nice. And then you'd sit there for hours watching TV. That was really the only time you could watch cartoons. And mm-hmm. so I would just live for that day, Saturday. And then when when fall rolled around, they had the Saturday sneak peek. On Friday night, they'd kind of sneak peek what was going to be shown on Saturday. Mm. So that was exciting for me. Anyway, um, I really wanted to be an artist, but I didn't really know how to go about it. So I would just draw yeah. all the time in my room. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I would uh, sit and watch the Flintstones or I'd watch Bugs Bunny and I would sit and draw them as fast as I could because you couldn't really freeze the TV yeah, back then. Yeah, that's right. We had no People one. have no no concept what it's like to <laughs> These not... These are like crazy... Co- people are out there going, what? You couldn't control <laughs> every yeah. moment of the television? Did you have a color TV? Uh, no, I had black and white. And oh. then we had a color. Wow. That was a big day in the Hartman house when the color TV day. showed up. That was, oh was actually a joke. I was expecting <laughs> you to say, of course we had color. <laughs> exactly. No, it's like, wait, uh, Fred Flintstone has black hair. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Uh, so, no, but we I would sit and watch and draw them as fast as I could. And um, eventually, it was kind of weird... I had a good friend named Tim, who I grew up with, who liked to draw. And Tim's brother, an older guy, older brother, he uh, was a ventriloquist. It's a very weird story. Stick with me. He was a ventriloquist, and he had his ventriloquist dummies made by this other guy in another town. The other guy had a son who was really into Disney animation. So I met, through that ventriloquist guy, I met this son who loved Disney animation. He was about a year older than me. And through him, I met another guy named Dan Jupe, who's an artist in the industry. Bob Scott was the first guy. Dan Jupe's the second guy. And... um, uh, through Dan Jupe, he was going. He was two years older than me. He was going to a school called Cal Arts in mm. California. Right. And in Michigan, when you're a kid like I was, someone says California, it seems so untouchable. Oh my right. gosh! Another world. So Dan was this amazing artist, and he went to Cal Arts. And what I would do is send my drawings to Dan for two years. I sent him drawings, and he would coach me through wow. mail, through snail mail. I'd send him drawings, yeah. he'd critique them. And so anyway, through his, through through Dan's uh, guidance and stuff, I was able to uh, learn how to. Uh, create a portfolio that Cal Arts would accept. Wow. Got accepted to Cal Arts, came out here when I was 18 years old, right, right out of high school. I graduated high school, wow. came out to California, and uh, went to Cal Arts for three years. And I did, I was gonna I went to my, I was gonna do my fourth year, but I couldn't afford it. But I got a job uh, working for Don Bluth on American Tale as an mm-hmm. in betweener, and I started working. Everyone out there seen American Tale, American Tale, yeah. and I got a job as an in betweener. Got that job, and then there were really no other jobs in the industry in the 80s. Everything was based on toys, mm-hmm. like My Little Pony mm-hmm. or uh, Worldwide, you know, the, the World Wrestling Federation mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything was based on a product. And um, very hard to find jobs, but I was able to find a job working at Ruby Spears Productions. Uh, they made um, The Punky Brewster Show, right. and they made Fang Face, a show like that. Maybe, And they, made, they actually made the Police Academy cartoon show, if you can mm-hmm. believe that, years ago. Anyway, but I learned through that process, I learned how to create presentation work and how to actually pitch shows and think of them. And then I got a job at Hanna-Barbera, and then Fred Seibert was running Hanna-Barbera at the time. And he asked if anybody had some short cartoon ideas. Mm-hmm. And this was in the early 90s. So I teamed up with a couple guys, uh, pitched some ideas. They didn't really go anywhere, but I got mm-hmm. to know Fred really well. Mm-hmm. Fred left, went to Nickelodeon. Said, hey, do you have any ideas over here? Uh, I, could you, do you have any ideas you could bring to me? And I said, well, I'm kind of loyal. I was working on the Johnny Bravo show at the time with yeah. a, a guy named Seth MacFarlane. Anybody heard of him? Seth uh, Wait, I think on. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's ever going to go anywhere. Fast yeah. uh, food chains, right? Something like that, something yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't think he's got any talent. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Seth and I are working on Johnny Bravo, and Seth and I both got fired. With, uh, they didn't want us nice. on the show anymore. Oh, I know. God. They fired us both. It's so great. Yeah, and so uh, at the same time, I was coming up with a show, a little show uh, called The Fairly Odd Parents at the uh. time, and Seth that's another dud too. Yeah, yeah, I, don't really yeah. I don't know. Today is sarcastic day. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> opposite day. Yeah. But uh, so I came up with Fairly Odd Parents, and Seth came up with this little show called Family Guy. Oh yes. And it, we both sold both shows at the same time, and That's he said, "Crazy." Yeah, and he Bush. goes, "Hey, you want to come work for me?" And I was like, and we were like really good friends. I mean, wow. we still are friends. I haven't seen him for so long, but uh, he goes, uh, "You want to come work for me?" I said, "Oh, why don't you come work for me?" And then uh, I, I I just sold a show, and he sold his show, so we kind of parted ways, and I got married and had kids, and he became a billionaire. So we don't, you know, really run that like some, circles That's some crazy water that you guys were drinking over there. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, so we ended up doing that, and I, and I sold Fairly Odd Parents to, uh, to Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. 
And then um, through the success of that, I was able to create um, Danny Phantom and then Tough Puppy and then just a ton of other pilots that I've pitched and things. I mean, and you've wow. been in Nickelodeon, what, like 17 years? About 18 years 18 now. 18 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Fairly Odd Parents has been going strong uh, for 15 years. And we're going to celebrate amazing. our 15th anniversary next year. But we've been wow. running since 2001. Um, steadily. I've never stopped making the show since we started. It's really a blessing. That is fantastic, man. Kind of in this world, in <laughs> this yeah, time, right. kind of an unprecedented thing. And didn't you tell yeah. us earlier that yeah, there's like well. a new character that you're introducing yeah. or something like that? Yeah, by the time this airs, we will have introduced this new character. <laughs> Let's uh, Who's the character? <laughs> the character, well, the character is, uh, we're just starting our season 10, which is exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Double really digits. Cool. That's Absolutely. We, ma we made it double digits. Yeah. yeah um, that deserves a cake or something. Something. I know, yeah. I know. And did I get a cake? I got um, it's no, coming. I yeah. Uh, oh, now that your check is cleared, you. Oh, you can buy you. the cake. Uh, yeah. Hey, Danny, <laughs> get a cake. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, no, uh, season 10, and we're introducing a brand new character. Uh, we thought it'd be fun to have Timmy have, not, not really a nemesis, but someone he's got to deal with all the time. Nice. Someone who's his friend, but someone who's a little bit opposite of Timmy. Mm -hmm. So we're introducing this brand new girl character. And uh, she's a girl. She gets fairy godparents too, and Timmy's all excited, like oh, that's cool. But there's a fairy shortage, so she has to he has to share his fairies with this new girl. Oh, and her name is wow. Chloe. Her name is Chloe Carmichael. And I Chloe, love Chloe, it. Chloe Carmichael. I love Chloe Carmichael. And Chloe um, is um, uh, ten years old. She's Timmy's age. But where Timmy wants to make wishes for himself all the time, mm -hmm. Chloe wants to make wishes for everybody else. And so Aww. that can also prove very disastrous. Yes. yes. Too. That's where the comedy comes. You know. So it's. Oh yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a lot of so, fun to write. Uh, uh, it's very fun. And so, you know, like one of our first episodes is I wish everybody would share everything, you know, and that's yeah. like a horrible nightmare. So, but it's really fun. She's a great character. She's a little quirky. She gets so excited that she just can't call in and she just freaks out and she's a lot of fun. Wow. Is she based on someone in your life or someone that you knew? I or? think every character I do is kind of an amalgam of mm -hmm. everybody I know. Yeah. Chloe uh, Chloe is uh, actually named after my niece. I have a niece named Chloe. Oh. And so, uh, but she spells nice. her name with a K. Chloe Carmichael's with us. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, she's it's turned out to be a great character so far. She's really fun to write, adding a lot of new comedy and new twists. To the show. And who voices oh, awesome. this new character? The character's voiced by, drum roll, uh, <laughs> uh, voice actress you've probably had on the show, or you know, Kari Walgren. You know Kari yes. Walgren? Oh, yeah, Kari's awesome. Kari. Congratulations, Kari. Kari. Does she know that she's the voice of the character? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Kari, <laughs> she congratulations. Doesn't know, but she does know. <laughs> this just in. Oh, this That's is great, exciting. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, Kari's a blast. So Kari um, uh, does a great thing. Kari is. Way more talented than I thought she was. I knew she was talented. We brought her in, and she can just mm -hmm. really do anything. Yeah, uh, that's cool. She really fits in great with Tara Strong, who yeah. would kill mm -hmm. me if I didn't mention her, T Timmy Turner. And uh, Darren Norris, of course, who does Cosmo, and Suzanne yeah. Blakesley, who does Wanda, uh, Carlos Salazraki, who does uh, uh, Mr. Crocker, mm -hmm. and Eric Bowser, who does Foop, yes. and uh, we have uh, Rob Paulson, who does Mark Chang. Wow. Yeah, what a Mark, great cast, man. It's a blast. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you gotta have, it's I really it's enjoy it. Be a blast. Oh, and Gray Delisle, who does yeah. Vicky, of course. Yeah. 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 She's beautiful, isn't she? Gray Griffin now, sorry. Yes, Greg, Greg Griffin. Griffin. So, you are a brilliant storyteller. You, there's just wow, no question. No yeah. one disputed because I'm right. He didn't Great. know that before um, today, but yes, you are. Oh, Hashtag you. I'm right. Um, the, your writing and your strong characters. I mean, without great writing and strong characters, the show concept can be great, but mm. you need that, you know, to be in the in the fulcrum of it. So you mentioned earlier you the inspiration for your work. Have you always, I mean, how do you keep going back and finding more creativity and juices? I mean, how do you keep yourself 
inspired and wow that's very interesting that's, that's a good question i mean uh it's again would you like to answer it or not? I, no it's fine answering it no you know uh it's it's a it's a question there's no simple answer but i'll try and make it simple yeah. again like the first answer that took two hours uh you <laughs> no, know that was actually a very short it answer. was oh, we, good. Were, we were yeah. hunkered down we, we thought that, we were that gonna went have on for 40 minutes oh, for just geez. one yeah. question yeah. which and we then, don't want to do today and then the color red yeah no, uh, and then i turned four and then yeah. i was four. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, her name was Doris. No, anyway. No, you know, um, I, I stay inspired. Um, I just love what I do. I really love what I do. I'm sure you guys love what you do as well. We all love what we do, which is why we're you know, here in the entertainment business. We yeah. love yeah. what we do. We love wa- I love watching entertainment. I love making entertainment. But what really entertains me is to make entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I work with other people. I hire people that love to do it as well. And you have to love what you do. Uh, I always tell people... You know, if you love what you do, it's not work. So I really tell people I haven't worked a day in 30 years. I love what I do. I say I'm going to work, but I'm really going to have fun because it's what I love yeah. to do. Well, because yeah. if you left the house and you said, I'm going to go play, your wife would be like, Exactly. Oh, uh, excuse me. Can I go You're going to go exactly. do what? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun, but it's a challenge too because I got to fill a blank sheet of paper every day with something. Yeah. And so, uh, but I really stay inspired by I watch a lot of comedy. I read comic books still. I go to movies. I mean, I love that. I love, I love being entertained. And I really love to laugh. I love comedy big time. I'm sure you guys do as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I loved Happy Days. I oh, loved, gosh, you know, yeah. I yeah. loved. Um, you know, I even like going back to the 70s, I love Taxi and I love, you know, Cheers. And, so good. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I love The Office right now. It's one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. The Office. Show. The Office is a great example. Uh, the Office is a great example of taking uh, how, how strong characters matter because you have a show that takes place in an office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing interesting about it, but it's what those characters do. What is, my, you know, what is Michael Scott going to do right. today? What is Dwight right. going to do today? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think we try to do with Fairly Odd Parents. I can take, I, I'm striving to make characters even to this day you can take and put them in a white room mm-hmm. and and they'll still get comedy out of it we've yeah. done shows um is the horn uh, somebody's honking for you oh guys I, was, I, did, I think I'm, your pizza's here sorry, am I, sorry. Getting, guy, i think your car is getting the towed i'm sorry but <laughs> no you know what um it's like um uh putting those characters in a white room and being able to do anything with them yeah. is, is a lot of fun yeah. and uh you know like um uh, we've done episodes where we've turned the sound off. Timmy wishes there was just too much noise, and Timmy wishes there was no noise. So we've done episodes where it's just pantomime with animation, yeah. and it works completely. We did one where the lights go out, and all we see are their eyes walking around blinking. But because <laughs> yes. you know who the characters are so well, Cosmo can just move his eyes, and you get a laugh out of it. Yeah. Right. But it's really building those strong characters that really... And every time you go see a movie, every time you go see any movie, mm-hmm. if the characters aren't strong, you won't care. Mm-hmm. But like when I first saw Star Wars, oh, I'm Luke Skywalker, oh, I'm Han Solo. Yeah, you, know? you root yeah. for them. Or Back to the yeah. Future, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, Marty, calm down. You know, you yeah. like the doc. You're like, hey, doc, are you telling me that you built a time machine? You know, Marty Good. McFly, yeah. that kind of stuff. But you love yeah. those characters. So I think if you get great, great, create great characters, that really makes mm-hmm. all the difference. Absolutely. And then finding awesome voice talent to bring them to life. You know, well, it's really, really how hard good. is that? That is, um, that's the clincher, right? Yeah. In yeah. fact, so, so seriously, Let's I mean, you, you've worked with, <laughs> yeah, because you've worked with, well, you work with the top mm-hmm. of the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But probably somewhere along the line, maybe you worked with people that are maybe not work quite ready. Right? Absolutely, yeah. So how do, how do you define working with the top of the top for people out there that are trying to get to the top? Because yep. they had a first day. Absolutely, first everybody yep. had a first yeah. day. Yep. What is that little thing that you define, this guy's a pro and I want to work with that, this guy's not quite ready in, for, for this arena yet? What, what defines that? Yeah, that's a very good question. Sometimes... Sometimes people come in, you can get seven pros in a row, and they're good. They come in and they're, they're great. They knock yeah. it out of the park. Mm-hmm. 
But sometimes it's that one guy who comes in, or girl, who comes in and they just add that little something extra. And like, for example, Rob Paulson. Mm. And I, I could give a million examples of other actors. I'm just using Rob Paulson yeah. right now. Yeah. We had a character, and we still have a character on the show named Mark Chang. He's an alien. And this was season one, show two. Episode two of Fairly Odd Parents. We wrote this show called Spaced Out. Timmy wished for an alien. So I drew this alien with these tentacles and stuff. I'm like, what is this guy going to sound like? And we had literally 30 guys lined up to come in. Mm -hmm. To come in. I, I have no idea. To, and so, to audition for. To audition for the alien. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Rob comes in. He's the first guy in. Rob comes in and he goes, dudes, what's up? And he does like this surfer dude. And it just killed us all in the room. Yeah. And it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And the more he would say, the funnier it was. He would say anything. Can I have some toast? And it would just make us laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, that's him. That's the guy. Yeah. yeah. And sure enough, I had to sit through 29 other guys. Oh. And they were great guys mm -hmm. and they were good, but they didn't make me laugh like Rob did. Mm -hmm. And because of Rob's bringing that in, we can write for that character now. Any, yeah. By the way, uh, a, a word to the wise out there, uh, uh, bring a voice that makes the writer's job a lot easier. Mm. Let us um, let us have a good time with your voice. You know, uh, Bring something that we can write for. Because we're going to be sitting back there trying to think of stories. But I know if Rob, even Jerry Trainer is another example. Mm -hmm. And again, I could use a million people. All my voice friends are going to get yes. mad at using them. But Jerry Trainer, uh, who was on iCarly, he was a live action actor, yeah. uh, came in and uh, auditioned for Tough Puppy. And he just kind of did his own voice. But Jerry yells and screams a lot. But he's just hilarious in his natural delivery. Mm -hmm. And he was so funny. We gave him this part, and he was just so easy to write for. And so it's like, wow, that's the guy we're going to use. Yeah. And we auditioned a bunch of actors for that role. And they were, again, all really great. Yeah. But Jerry just made us laugh. Usually for me, it's who makes me laugh the most mm -hmm. that I'll bring. And Carlos Alizraki for Mr. Crocker. He was funny. He came so in because uh, Mr. Crocker kind of talks like this. Hello, Turner. He did, kind of does that kind yeah. of a voice, mm -hmm. right? Years ago when Carlos, again, we were auditioning for Mr. Crocker. What's this guy going to sound like? Crocker comes in, or, or Carlos comes in. He goes, I was thinking a little bit of Richard Dreyfus, like this. And then he kind of added a little Gene Wilder in there with Willy Wonka, that kind of yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of mixed them both in there and he got Mr. Crocker. He kind of came up with his voice and it was really funny. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're like, I was like, that is a dynamite choice. It's, and if you can make a dynamite choice and just sell it, yeah. that's really what defines you. You know, I know a lot of people are out there and they think, oh, I can do voices. And you probably can. You're probably better than the guy next door or your brother or your sister. But... Get ready to play with the big boys. And, the, and I'm just saying, I'm not trying to discourage anybody, but be ready when you come yeah. out here. Sure. It's tricky and it's hard, yeah. especially when you get behind that microphone. Because I do voices too, but, and I'm pretty good. But when I get behind that microphone, it's really nerve wracking because you can't use your face. Mm -hmm. you can't, you, I mean, you can move your body and stuff, but you, but you really aren't depending on that. It's all about yeah, the yeah. voice. Right. And I'll tell people, they're up here with the energy, and I go bigger, and they go bigger, and I go. Yeah. I go Way bigger. bigger. I go bigger. Yeah. And make it bigger. And then they'll finally get there. And I do line reads for people all the time. I go, no, because I, the other thing, two voice actors sometimes they don't like is I, I give them line reads. I yeah. think it's great. I know voice actors that love line reads because they can be gone a, a lot yeah. sooner. Exactly. But you know what? That, that's smart because I've been working on the script with my writers for two months. You know yeah. what you want. We know exactly. Yeah. This joke is going to work if you sell it like this and you do this. And yeah. especially if I know that Cosmo's going to talk like this and Wanda's going to talk, because I've worked, worked with them for years. Mm -hmm. They're going to talk like this. You need to do it this way or it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, if they don't do it that way, I'll let them try it two or three times. And I go, okay, can we stop playing around now and let's do yeah. it? And I, yeah. I always have a little fun with them. Like, can yeah. we do it with talent yeah. now? Can we do it with, <laughs> can you bring some acting in there now, please? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my voiceover friends, they love me. So, <laughs> yeah. But that's, I do answer the question. You're a benevolent Exactly. I'm firm but fair. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. with a smile. Huh? Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? I guess what it is, is we, when you want to come in, just commit to it. 
Come in with a choice for sure mm -hmm. and really do your best. Just do your best. I hate to say this and it's the, the direction I can't stand the most is just to have fun with it. Yeah. You know, I hate, I hate saying when people say that because they don't know what to say, but have yeah. fun. So I'll have fun. If you come in and you're nervous and you've never really done this before, it makes you're me nervous. You're going to feel that. Yeah, you're going to be like, whoa. Yeah. It's like a stand-up comic. He goes yeah. up on stage and he's got great jokes, but he's really nervous. Yeah. And you get really nervous. Yeah. But the next guy comes out, same jokes, mm -hmm. confident, cool, mm -hmm. and just destroys. You, you don't yeah. hackle him. What are some of the challenges that you face on your side of the equation? Mm. You know, people mm. always make it about the actor and the work. And blah, blah. Mm. But for you, I mean, there's high stakes and pressure and expectations. What are some things that kind of you deal with? You mean as like a show creator? And sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, obviously, the main thing, the big pressure, and it's not really pressure because I enjoy it. Like I said, it's fun. Mm. Uh, it's, it's keeping the show going. And that's the biggest pressure because you have a staff of people. Because I just thought it would be just me in a room doing cartoons, but no, they want them at a certain time and a certain amount of episodes, so you need lots of people. And I have a fantastic staff of people, I have amazing artists, mm -hmm. amazing writers, uh, obviously great voice actors, so that makes it easy there. But it is always keeping people employed. My main concern is to keep my staff going, keeping yeah. people employed, myself as well. Um, so, you know, you want to create a show that people will like, and that's the tricky part. It's like, we have to write a show that we like, number one, and number two, it's got to make other people uh, other people laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, if sure. we laugh, they laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my biggest compliments I've been getting a lot lately, because the show's been on so long, almost almost 15 years. Kids have grown up with the show. Yeah. They started watching it when they were 10. Now there's jokes they get that they didn't get when they were 10. They're because uh, they, yeah. we have a little we have a few more adult jokes, nothing dirty or filthy, but there's jokes like about the IRS and about you know mm. uh, uh, getting married. That's pretty filthy, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, well, that's that is. That's just a, dirty, dirty <laughs> bad stuff. I know, but like. Like uh, we um, we did a joke once I think where Timmy gets all muscular on the beach and he's every time he touches something it breaks. And he goes, guys, I'm huge and I'm hurting people. And someone said, just like Dr. Phil. Oh. You know, so we, that's a joke that you wouldn't that's get so as a ten year old. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, that's so. But great. kids, I think, but people are. Uh, it's kind of cool because the kids that have grown up with the show are like running game shows now. So mm -hmm. we see Fairly Odd Parents as a as a question on game shows now and. Um, People, I get comments all the time on Facebook and online that they, they, they thank me for their childhood, and it's really an honor yeah. that they grew up watching the show and really yeah. like it. But one of the biggest pressures, I think, is keeping the show going and mm -hmm. keeping it fresh. Mm -hmm. You know what, we're introduce that, introducing this new character, and people go, you get lots of comments like, why are you doing this? Why are you ruining the show? It's like, we're not ruining the show, man. We're trying to enhance the show yeah. and keep the show fresh so people yeah. who've already watched it can maybe see something new. Mm -hmm. There's that, and then... You do one show for a while, you want to do something else and do a new show, and so you're trying to come up with new ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the network will say, can you come up with a show in this area or this area? Mm -hmm. So there's some pressure there. And then, uh, you know, it's just keeping it funny, keeping it fresh. I had, I had read something where you had said, um, and I'm, you know, because there's a lot of people, including us, you produce your own content and you mm -hmm. create vehicles, which is a wonderful thing. Um, but for people out there watching, you had said something, and I'm paraphrasing, that um, you know, don't throw away any of your ideas because it's about the timing. Yeah. Did you say that? Absolutely. Okay, I, well, I, if I, I didn't said, say it, I wish I had said it. No, but I, I, I've said that yeah. to numbers of people. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to explain kind of, or just yeah. kind of expand on what you meant by that? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about very soon is a, is a venture that I just started, and mm -hmm. I, a, an yes. app I just launched. And that all came about because I didn't throw any ideas away. I mean, you might have an idea that is just great, and you know it's great, mm -hmm. and you walk into a studio like Nickelodeon or, or Warner Brothers or Disney or whatever, yeah. and they love the idea, but they can't buy it right now because they've bought something else very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like if the network's running four or five karate shows, 
don't come in with a karate show. They're mm -hmm. probably not going to buy another karate show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might have the best karate show of all time, but just it's not time right now. Right. It all does come down to timing. But the only way you're going to figure out what the timing is is if you're persistent. I always tell people I have three Ps. There's passion, patience, and persistence. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's the passion to know what you want to do, the patience to stick with it, and just persistence, which also goes in with patience. But mm -hmm. just be persistent. Don't quit. Because like I said, those ideas are money. In the, if you have something done and finished, it is money in the bank. I've written entire screenplays. Mm -hmm that have not sold. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, uh, a very wise screenwriter I worked with once just said, hey, keep it because it's money in the bank. And I did, and I sold it again a year later. Yeah. You know, I sold it a year later. Yeah. So things will come around. Just wait for that. But you're not going to know the timing if you give up. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You Love know? that. And just like you guys starting your show here, all of this. You know, you yeah. Know, yeah. No one came to you and started this. You started yeah. it, and now it's a big success. Yeah, well, so. no, because we had said we would s still be waiting if we wait. I mean, if you look back at yep. our first year, it was like a yard sale. The set looked like a yard sale. It was like, and the chair was up here, and the couch was here, and everyone kept saying, gosh, Jess Harnell seems so tall. It's like, yeah, we you know, because we're like down really here. High, and so we were really low. Jesse's so all the, all the way up here. <laughs> he actually is very tall. He's he a is huge tall, man. but I mean, he looks like a glamazon. <laughs> and so, you know, but we said we'd still be Did waiting. You said glamazon? Yes. Oh, I love that. That's yes. great. I love that. Um, you know, we'd still be waiting if we were waiting for every single th thing to be perfect. And, yeah. And, yeah. and you can wait your whole life away and your dreams yep. away. It is, it is creating your own opportunities. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then once that opportunity is created and, that, and, you, and you're actually able to make something work, then people will come to you because they'll always come to you if something's proven they'll always come to you you know yeah. what I mean yeah. uh, but it's getting that first thing mm -hmm. first thing absolutely done. yeah hey I have a quick one for you yeah. and this is just slightly off topic of something you were talking to before you said you were working um, uh, I forget I forget the company you said but you, you you got really good at knowing how to how to pitch yeah a show yeah right? oh, yeah. Ruby so, Spears? yeah Ruby Spears yeah in, in a, in, exactly so in in a nutshell what are the important things about pitching a show? Because I know a lot of people out there have great ideas and maybe have yeah. written content. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how do I even go about? What What are the important aspects of pitching a show? Well, okay, that's a God. That's a very good question. All these All these great questions. <laughs> I hope I can answer them all uh, uh, quickly and in an entertaining way, of course. Yeah, uh, well, we're all, we're entertained, so you're good there. Okay, there's good. no time. You take your time because okay, there's no, we are no you know, um, time restraints here. Pitching a show uh, is a very different animal than working on a show. Of working course. on a show, you become a worker on the show and you might have amazing talent there's some again I have some amazing artists and they're very good at what they do but it takes a different animal to actually pitch a show because you have to know how to kind of do a little bit of everything mm -hmm. um, having a concept is great if you have a concept that's awesome but then you got to go where the people are buying the concepts like if you're in Missouri there's no slam on Missouri I'm just using that as a state mm -hmm. if you're in Missouri if you're in Montana you want to work in Hollywood you need to come to, to Hollywood, Hollywood. Right. you need to be here you need to come here but I don't mm -hmm. want to go there then you're probably not going to sell yeah. anything yeah. go to meeting is not going to work <laughs> yeah it's not going to work exactly yeah. it's like well, I don't, I'm afraid to leave home then you know there's people that aren't afraid to leave home mm -hmm. that are going to sell things you right. know and so that's number one getting to where people are buying stuff and then secondly um, getting up there and being, being uh, brave enough to walk into an office and pitch your show to somebody I always tell people it's very hard to be an artist because the second you hang a picture on the wall, people can start critiquing it. The second right. you hang it up, it's not like a script where you lay it on the, yeah. on a table and all the scripts look the same. They're all in white paper with the, the and it's not until you start reading it. Mm -hmm. But a picture instantaneously. So when you're pitching a show, the minute you put yourself out there, people can start critiquing mm -hmm. it, and that takes a lot for people to get up and do that. Yeah, a lot. So yeah. it's having an idea number one, being having no fear to go out and sell it. And then going into the office, having no fear there, and then being confident and committing to your idea. Mm -hmm. and, but have all the questions answered, I always say. My show's about a, a cat that solves crime underwater. Well, great, what's the cat's name? I don't know. What's he look like? I don't know. 
um, how is this funny? I don't really know. Don't mm. don't do that. You yes. know, walk in with a name. Walk in with uh, uh, give me a, a sheet of what the give me a draw at least a drawing. You're pitching a cartoon. Walk in with a drawing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can't draw. Find somebody who can draw. So when you pitched Fairly Odd Parents, yeah. you do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so yeah. so was it your first pitch that you that you sold it, or did you do have to do many pitches of it before you sold it? It was interesting. Um, I was working at uh, Hanna Barbera at the time, the Cartoon Network, because yeah. uh, the Cartoon Network had bought Hanna Barbera. And um, Fred Seibert, who uh, worked at Hanna-Barbera, then he went to Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. and he said, Do you have, he goes, I'm starting this new show, it's called the Oh Yeah Cartoon Show. And what I'm doing, this is Fred talking, what I'm doing is I'm getting a bunch of guys who create cartoons, and whenever you watch the Oh Yeah Show, you're gonna see three original cartoons every half hour, made by three different guys, mm -hmm. or girls, or whoever. And so, uh, people, we'll just say people. People. People, three different people. And so, um, he, had, he had like uh, two or three slots left. He goes, do you have any ideas? I said, well, I'm, well, uh, I, I don't really have anything. And then uh, hung up the phone and found out we were getting fired off Johnny Bravo. Uh, mm. Seth and I were getting fired. Yes. And everybody else was getting fired because <laughs> they were done with Johnny Bravo. So we thought, okay. Most successful firing ever. Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? I am, I'm going to think of my own show right now. Fred wants a show. I'm going to think of one. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I'm like, what, what's a cool idea for a show? I, first thing I thought of, I wanted to um, come up with a, 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 a story where I could move the main character from place to place real fast. I didn't want to have to be stuck like he gets on a bus or he gets on a train, he just pops there. I thought, okay, popping back. I thought, okay, I could have him teleport like science. But Dexter's Laboratory was mm -hmm. already a show, so mm -hmm. I couldn't do science. Right. So I thought magic would be kind of cool. And I thought of magic. And I thought, okay, that's kind of, okay, he's a little boy with magic powers. Does he have the magic? Maybe his friend. I thought maybe I'll give his friend the magic because like it'll be more limiting for him. He can't, doesn't have access to it all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I gave him, I thought Cinderella's kind of cool. I'll give him like a fairy godmother. So I came up with Wanda, mm -hmm. and I'd, I'd never seen a fairy godfather before, and so I, th I came up with Cosmo, who was like this idiot, you know, husband, right. and that's kind of why I drew, I, that, that took about 15 minutes. I was sitting there mm -hmm. drawing this, and I drew, uh, my, my Timmy Turner I drew, I named after my brother Timmy, he's named after mm -hmm. my brother, and then uh, I thought it'd be cool to have a villain in the room, uh, some villain who is always there, but again, not there all the time, but comes in and out, mm -hmm. so I thought a babysitter would be fun. Mm -hmm. So I came up with Vicky, mm -hmm. the babysitter, and I thought, hey, it's really cool if uh, these fairies, because kids love to have secrets, they could yeah. turn into stuff when the parents are around, they could right. pop into things. So I thought, oh, they could be his pet. Like, what kind of pet? Okay, I thought fish would be fun. Fishbowl, so I made the fishbowl. And really, it was really like 15 minutes I had this, this, these two or three drawings. Wow. And I pitched it to Cartoon Network, and they said no. I said, thanks anyway. And then I called Fred, and I said, <laughs> hey, I have this idea. I got those slots left. And Fred said, sure. So I came over to the OEA Cartoon Show and did the first pilot for Nickelodeon mm. in 1998. And uh, they liked it. They let me do 10 more short cartoons. Yeah. And then they took about six of those and uh, ran them by a focus group. And then uh, in 2001, we launched a series. Mm. So yeah, that, so pitching it, uh, yeah, you, sometimes you get turned down. But like I said, don't, uh, don't throw the idea away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. throw it away. So you have Tough Puppy, uh, Danny Phantom. Okay, so if you have multiple shows, I mean, you're a rare, that <laughs> rare breed that has multiple shows. Mm going on simultaneously. Rare of human. Of human being, um, yeah, human yes. species, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, how, you know, how do you keep everything straight in your <laughs> in your creative mind that you're not, oh wait, I'm over here and You know what's funny, I, uh, people ask me that, it doesn't, it's no problem for me. I enjoy mm -hmm. it, like I said, I enjoy it so much. Um, you know, uh, we're do I've been doing two shows uh, once for a long time, for like mm -hmm. six, seven years. We were doing Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom for a while, and then I was doing Fairly Odd Parents and Tough Puppy for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it, I don't know, it kind of comes natural. I like doing a lot, so I don't mind juggling things, going back and forth. Again, having a super talented staff around me really yeah. helps. Yeah. I can delegate to people, it's really awesome. But um, 
It, it's just, like I said, just really fun. Like I, I love doing Danny Phantom because that was way different than Fairly Odd Parents mm -hmm. in many ways. It was a con it was more it was a half hour story. Fairly Odd Parents is two eleven minute stories. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny Phantom had five fingers. Fairly Odd Parents always only has four. That's a huge difference. <laughs> um, but uh, Danny Phantom was like kind of a more serious show. It was it was serious first yeah. with a little comedy thrown yeah. in, like a comic book, which was fun because it was a superhero for me. Mm -hmm. That was fun. And so uh, yeah, that was a real challenge. And really, I had a whole different set of storyboard artists too. They, yeah. These are guys who really drew comic book stuff really well. Whereas Fairly Odd right. Parents, they drew right. more comic strippy cartoony stuff mm -hmm. you know so there's that but again I guess I'm just a glutton for just taking a lot on I just yeah, love doing that's it. really cool yeah. you know yeah and well, having, but having people to keep me straight like good line producers and good right. good production right. people helps a lot too I love delegating oh yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you are probably very good at it yeah well we um, try that is so cool man <laughs> um well let's let's talk about uh Nug. Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, I, uh, thank you can very we much. Yes, we all. We, I have a card. I have a card too. He has a card too. Let's talk about uh, Noog. Noog. This Noog. is this is the Noog. Noog. The Noog Network. Yeah. Noog. It's it's brand new, and uh, I have these little cards. This is this is our so this is our marketing campaign. Dot com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's probably a little banner right about here yes. right yeah. now, so you can see how it's and spelled. And you can get the app, the free app. The free app. It's on the it's on the uh, the so app store for great. iPhone right now. Tell yeah. us about Noog. How you came up with it, what is it, why it came into existence, and what you feel is going to, uh, what it's going to do for, for, for kids and parents and whoever becomes a part. Well, very cool. Well, first of all, thanks for asking me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, the Noog Network is something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have my own channel or my own mm -hmm. network. And I thought, uh, you know, because again, I, you probably have uh, surmised by now, I like to do a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and to me, doing one or two shows just wasn't enough. I've always wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the big networks, it's, it's challenging for them because they can't give all their shows to one person. They, they've got to, right. you know, get other creators, and I completely get that. So I always knew that in order to do all the things I want to do, I have to do them myself. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, okay, I want to do my own shows, but where can I do them? Do I do them on YouTube? If I put them on YouTube, really... I really, they're going to look like everything else. It looked like the YouTube format. Nothing against YouTube, mm -hmm. but I want mine to stand out a little bit more. So right. I could make, I thought, I'll make my own YouTube. So I make my own little Disneyland. How do I do this? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll do that. But um, the, the, what, what's jumped out at me, someone suggested I do an app. I thought, oh, an app would be really cool. Because mm -hmm. that way it's kind of my own private little world. And I can put my content on there. Mm -hmm. You can see it there for sure. It's the only yes. place you can see it. And uh, okay, so we'll start there. So then I had to create the app. Mm -hmm. What kind of a world is it going to be? And that's a whole other yeah, that's a little... That was a whole side project. A yeah. little uh, week of your life. Yeah, a little week of my life. Week times. It was, it was about two weeks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had to create the world, and I wanted the kids to have an interactive experience. Mm -hmm. I, I just didn't want you to come on and just watch stuff. I wanted you to have a character that would you would, could be your own and, and guide you around. Right. So I came up with these little characters called uh, Noogs. You can look at them. Noogs. Yeah, they're all and called they're Noogs. They're so cute. They're, there's all different kinds. Uh, when you go on the Noog Network now, you're going to get, uh, when you sign on, you get a free Noog. You have a choice between a red, a yellow, or a blue one. Mm -hmm. Pick whatever one you want. That's your free one. One, and then you go on, and every time you watch a show, you get points. You get noog nickels, I call them. Mm. And so you get it. There's a couple of free shows you can earn the nickels uh, with. But then after that, you got the other shows. Like I have one live action series that the first. Are these called nougats. You got oh, nougats. Not yet. <laughs> no, okay. maybe. You never know. Oh, is that the sci-fi one? The, the sci-fi uh, live yeah, action. Yeah, it's called Zach 2.0. Oh, that looks cool. 
Oh, thank you. That's my live action uh, teen drama with a twist. Mm -hmm. It's got a little sci-fi action going on. But um, I wanted that. You, you can watch the first two episodes for free, and then you got to pay for the other ones, either mm -hmm. with by earning nickels. You can watch shows and earn nickels, or you right. can buy a pack of nickels. Right. That's how I earn a little bit of money. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, just drop a few yeah. bucks there on Noog if you don't mind. Yeah, don't be right? cheap. Yeah, don't be cheap. Right? Support the arts. <laughs> exactly. Support your Noog. <laughs> but the cool thing is now I, I, I've, got, I've got six cartoons on there now. I think by the time we air mm -hmm. this, we'll have a few more. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a newscast. We're hosted by a lady named Susie McNoogle, and uh, that's a live show. And Susie McNoogle and Noog Dude, the superhero guy I've got on there. And uh, I took them to Comic-Con this year. That was kind of fun. Oh, they were walking great. around. And then we have, uh, we're going to have a bunch of live-action shows. I've got three new live-action shows I'm launching between now and the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And we're just gonna, I'm going to keep adding Noogs, the little characters. You can go in the store and buy new Noogs in there. They mm -hmm. also cost points. Yeah. And uh, every holiday, I'll be adding a new Noog, like the Christmas Noog, yeah, the Halloween yeah. Noog. And we'll just keep adding things. It's, it's going to be constantly growing. And um, the fun thing is... I can think of it Monday and have it up by Friday. And that's yeah. the awesome so part. Well, that's all for part one with uh, Butch Hartman. But you guys should just stay right where you are for a whole week. Just mm -hmm. stay right there. Do not move because we're going to come back next week with part two. I agree. There you go. And also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram while you're just sitting there. And you know what? We love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. And just remember, you, you always have, have time for, for a little, little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.